0: I'm Jillian Engelbrecht, and this is Museum Learning. In this episode, we will be exploring the many ways you can incorporate museum learning in your classroom. This category of museum learning usually comes with a lower financial cost and higher levels of teacher control. If that sounds like the things you're looking for, keep listening. There are plenty of options to help customize your class's museum learning experience. The first option for the in the classroom museum learning is virtual museums. Many brick and mortar museums offer online access to some of their exhibits. As a teacher, you can incorporate these exhibits in your instruction the same way you might incorporate a field trip, but without the hassles of transportation. This also allows you to widen your scope because you can access museums from around the world. Some popular museums with comprehensive virtual exhibits include the Smithsonian, the Louvre, the British Museum, some of the NASA Research Centers, the Vatican Museum, and the National Women's History Museum, to name just a few. The Google Art Project is also a cool museum learning resource that allows users to view art and some additional museums. The wide variety of exhibits available can allow the teacher to customize this museum experience to the specific needs and interests of the class. With COVID-19 closing many museums recently, Even more museums have been making their exhibits available online. In addition, many performances are being made available by performing arts centers. It is unclear how many of these new museum experiences will remain available after the pandemic, but it is certainly a hopeful look at what the future of virtual museum learning could look like. Using virtual museums to incorporate museum learning into the classroom has many benefits, but access to devices is integral to its best possible implementation. Additionally, museums often rotate which exhibits are virtually available, so that should be considered before any plans are made or reused. A second option for in-the-classroom museum learning is a classroom wax museum. In this method, students choose a person to represent in the wax museum and research that person. When other students visit the exhibit, they share what they learned about that person as if they were that person. The teacher can choose to have outside classes visit the museum Or divide the class in half and have two museums, with half the students visiting and half the students as wax figures at a time. The theme of the museum can be adapted to whatever needs or interests the class has. Since students select their character, it also helps promote student motivation and engagement. The wax museum can also be a great opportunity for parents and community members to come to the school and see what the students are learning about. When I was in third grade, my teacher used this method of museum learning, I dressed up as Marie Curie and developed a short speech about her accomplishments. The second graders came to visit our museum. When a student pushed my speech button, I recited my speech for them. To this day, this is one of my most memorable elementary school experiences and I have retained an interest in Marie Curie and her discoveries. The financial cost of this type of museum learning is minimal and technological devices can be incorporated or not to fit the school's needs. In the research, this type of museum learning is most often incorporated for younger children although occasionally older children or adults will be the wax figures for younger children to visit. A third type of in-the-classroom museum learning is bringing museum educators in the classroom. Teachers can arrange for experts in the field or museum educators from local museums to come to work with students in the classroom. When working with museum educators, they can often bring many of the museum's resources and programming with them. This way, students can access some of the learning opportunities from the museum without the cost and hassle of transportation. When experts in the field come, they can provide students with artifacts and outside knowledge that they might otherwise have gained from a museum, but again, without the financial cost. If the expert is not a museum educator, the classroom teacher may have a greater responsibility to integrate the visit into the rest of the unit. The timing of these visits can be flexible and made to fit the teacher's and class's needs. Additionally, these types of visits only need to be arranged by the classroom teacher and would not necessarily take students away from other classes. Some visitors may require a small fee, but it is usually a smaller amount than what is required for a traditional field trip. The final type of in-the-classroom learning we will be discussing today is a single-visit field trip. Now, I know what you're thinking. Jillian, a field trip is not in-the-classroom. We have to go somewhere. And you're right. For a field trip, you do have to go somewhere. But single-visit field trips fall into the category of in-the-classroom museum learning because they are something most educators and administrators are already familiar with. Most schools already have existing protocols for single-visit field trips that educators can easily access and implement. Using this kind of museum learning might take you out of the classroom, but it doesn't take you outside the realm of accepted school. The best way to use single-visit field trips is to integrate them into the content being taught. This means preparing the students for the visit and using what was presented at the museum or field trip site in the lessons that followed the visit. This allows your students to use the museum as a primary source and can help them critique the information presented in the museum with other information they are learning in class. This integration method allows field trips to contribute learning and instructional time rather than taking it away, a common critique of field trips. Being in the space with the artifacts allows for hands-on learning for the students and offers the opportunity for cross-content knowledge if the museum learning is integrated into multiple content areas across the student's day. Field trips do require administrative approval and support from parents as well as a higher financial burden than the other in the classroom museum learning options. However, it is worth considering particularly if field trips are already a part of your yearly schedule and can be altered to be more integrated and more meaningful for students. Hopefully, you're feeling energized to incorporate in the classroom museum learning into your classroom instruction. We've covered a lot of options, but each one has unique benefits and challenges that you need to take into account to determine the best method for your students. In our next episode, I'll be discussing museum-school partnerships and all the great things they have to offer. I'll also be interviewing a museum educator, and we'll hear about his vision for museum-school partnerships. Tune in next time to hear all about it. interested to learn more about the research supporting any of the methods of museum learning described in today's episode, please check out the reference list.